One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Now today, guys, we have got another treat in store for you today. Because we have the man himself, Michael Ramsey. Now, what Michael Ramsey has done is he's not only lived on the, the, the franchisee side of the world of business, but he's also sold franchises. And the reason why this, I believe this podcast is going to be so powerful for you, because he'll be able to put together everything that's gone on from both sides of the coin to show you that, you know, what's right for you. You might want to start a franchise. You might want to sell your business as a franchise. And what he's achieved in both working with F45 and his own brand, Strong Pilates in Australia, is nothing short of extraordinary. Michael Ramsey, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. How was that? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think you actually nailed that, hey? Mate, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This, this in-person podcasts, mate, are my, are my thing. You know, I've done, I've done a couple on Zoom recently. Epic podcasts, vibe them out. But like this, this is where, for me, this is where the juice is. Do you know what I mean? Actually sitting down with someone belly to belly, having a conversation, you know, helping the audience, telling the story right and just putting the good content out there. And this is, this is what we're here to do today. I think the best place for us to start in relation to you is obviously as I gave a bit of a mention in the intro. Um, and obviously there's a lot more to it than this, but I suppose the, the, the probably the, the most highly known thing that you're, you're known for is obviously in the F45 thing, you had six gyms, you had six facilities. One of those facilities was ranked world number one, Yep. you know, in terms of like revenue generation and everything like that. Just give me a bit of a broad strokes overview of how you even got into this space, the franchising and all that from your perspective. Yeah, cool, bro. So I was I was working as a marketing manager. I'm a, I'm a marketer by trade. Yeah. So I've, I went to uni, I did a Bachelor of Marketing, Masters of Commerce, but I've always been a PT yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. And I was... I was pretty miserable, man. I was working in corporate and I was just hating life. Um, I was lazy. I was getting up at like 9am, get to work at like 10.30 and just like really super unmotivated. Um, and on the weekends, I'd work in a nightclub, right? And I'd promote yeah, in the yeah, nightclub. Yeah. And the, my boss actually at the nightclub, um, he was like the manager of the bar. He just said to me, he said, mate, I found this concept. It's called F45. At the time, there was like two studios open, right? Yeah. Think about now, there's like probably two and a half, three thousand studios globally. So, there so was you probably, literally were one of the first ones on board? We were number 10. That's we were number mad. 10. Yeah. So he just said to me, I found this concept. I think it'd be great for you because you've got a marketing background, you're a PT, and you look like you're not really enjoying what you're doing. So he said, why don't we go check it out? So we jumped on a plane. I was living in Melbourne at the time. We flew to Bondi and yeah. went and trained. And bro, like, it was the most amazing thing I think I'd ever seen in the fitness industry. I rocked into this class and there was a DJ playing. There were 27 people training. There was a line of 27 people trying to get into the next class. The place was just packed and it was just going off, man. Like, it was crazy. And I'm like, fuck, like, this is the next big thing in the fitness industry. Yeah, because you could just feel people's energy and they were just buzzing to get there and do it. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. And like coming from when I was a PT, like 10 years ago, I was working in a standard gym where, you know, 
it's fucking boring. You know, you're riding programs. Everyone's walking around. It's like the, one of those 24-hour gyms, you know? Yeah, yeah. Peacock place. Yeah. <laughs> and I, bro, I hated it. And that's why I got out of the, the fitness industry because there was just no vibe. I, I felt more like a, a counsellor. You know, than a, than a PT. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, because I, like, I did I did my PT and I did PT for a bit myself back in the day, and um, like you just find yourself listening to people's problems who don't actually want to be there. Exactly. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, and and you kind of want to be surrounded by people that actually want to be in the facility for the right reason, not be in the facility just because it's like the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly right, man. Um, and like, you, you can make good money as a PT, but if you're not in, if you're not enjoying it, and you're not, you know, you're not building the relationships you want to build. I, I don't think it's you know, it may, it may not be for you, but yeah, man, I um, I, I just, I loved it. I loved F45. First thing I did was went back to Melbourne, started negotiating with head office. Um, we ended up buying, well, we had no money at the time, so we didn't buy them. We negotiated two free licenses in Melbourne. Um, I grabbed a few AFL boys I knew that were quite high up and the whole deal with them was they would promote the studio and we would get two free licenses. Really? So, so, I, you, so, so you so you structured that whole deal so no money down. No money down. No. This and this is what I want you guys as the audience to understand there. Like sometimes in life you're not going to be able to create things the way that you want to create them. So like you got to make things work how you got to make them work, right? Exactly. There's, there's always a way in there. Exactly right, bro. And and we knew that they needed Melbourne to be the next big growth market. So basically the two AFL players we got were Jimmy Bartell and Dyson Heppel. One's like a Brownlow medalist, so he's been there done that like top of his game the next one was like up and coming so you know a bit younger but probably looked like being a future Brownlow medalist so two big names in Melbourne we grabbed them we we offered them uh, a percentage split yeah um, and then they came into the business and and yeah we we picked the two best areas in Melbourne and, and just went hard um, what were those two areas Port Melbourne and South Yarra yeah 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 yep. so Port Melbourne was the first that was number 10 um, in the world but when we opened, man, there was no brand equity in the like in Melbourne at all. So in terms of F forty five, yeah, yeah, no one knew what it was. Um, but the cool thing was, in our first year, we probably got more PR as a studio than F forty five did as an entire brand. And the way the way I did that was my role at the nightclubs used to be looking after celebrities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah. the guy who they'd give the bottle of vodka to, and I'd take him to a table and just chill and hang and and whatever. Um, and so I just asked all these people that I've been looking after for years, hey, can you come and train in the studio? And it's such a simple thing to do, yeah. but you've got to leverage what you've got. Not, not People try and think about spending lots of money, but when you don't have lots of money to spend, you've got to get a little bit more creative. And that's what marketing is. Yep. Marketing is about creativity. It's about how can I get this result, with, with, but, but in a way that's never been done before, usually. Exactly right, man. So we did that. We got, we got all the key people in. Instagram was just blowing up at the time as well, so yeah. that really helped. Um, and I think like we worked harder, myself and my business partner Mark. We worked harder than we'd ever worked before, and and this is one thing that I really stick by now. When when you're young, and you've got the the opportunity to work twelve hours, sixteen hours, eighteen hours a day, and there's no repercussions on anyone else in your life. You don't have kids. You you know you can just do it. Um, I reckon it's the best opportunity just to go real fucking hard. Yeah. Um, so, man, we were, yeah. But I think I think the most important thing of what you said there, Michael, is like, yeah, it's important to go hard and, and when you've got the opportunity to go hard, but go hard on something you're actually, actually into, actually, you know, really believe in. Yeah. A lot of people are going hard on like being a carpenter, but they might, but they might want to pursue a singing career or, you know, do you know what I mean? Like the, it, it, the reason why it worked for you 
was because you, you, you rediscovered your passion for the industry. You were doing something, you, you put all the pieces of your life together, but in a different, in a different sequence. So you took the PT, which you didn't like, but you put it into, into, a, into a franchise that you did like. Mm. You took the nightclub bottle service that you probably didn't want to be up doing at three in the morning, and you, but you took it for the value of, of what it could do to you marketing your business. Yep. And it's like people, people have got to do that with what they're doing. Like they've got to take the things that they don't like, but they're good at and then put them together into something they actually do like. And then they can accentuate through that, in my opinion. But No, 100%. I agree with that. Um, the, it wasn't, it never really felt like work because it was like, yeah, it's, it's, you're getting up, and particularly if you're starting classes at 5.15 in the morning, you're getting up at 4.30, you're closing at night. But yeah. It never, ever felt like work because it was just something that we enjoyed doing. So, yeah, mate, uh, and, right. and 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 so like when you started getting these celebrities into into this things, like who who are some of the early celebrities you started to get represented? Oh, uh, just like completely random, man. Like everyone from like comedians like M. Rusciano to people like uh, news reporters like Tom Steinford and um, yeah. and and AFL players and NRL players and um, whoever was even traveling, like big DJs. Um, we'd get them in. We'd get them training. Um, is that how you met Sparksy? Is it? Uh, I knew Sparksy because I used to work in the, the club industry in Melbourne. That's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, so I knew him for that. But um, I don't think he's come in and trained at my F45s, but we have we have trained together a few times. Um, yeah, he's been on the show, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, mate, he's, top, he's a top, top lad. Top lad, Will Sparks. Top lad. And I'll tell you what, mate. Um, really, you know, For him to come here and be an open as vulnerable as he was on the, on the podcast that I did with him, and if you haven't listened to that, you should 100% listen to that. Was was phenomenal, mate. It was absolutely phenomenal to see that from a, from a man that's done as much as he has. But in regards to in regards to you and, and everything like that, the when you obviously you you said back there that that your your franchise then became the top one and would and dominated for years. Obviously, that's not just because you've got a few influencers sharing a bit of content. There's more to it than that. Give me a bit of an insight into into that. How did you make that happen, and how did you sustain it once it was happening? How, how complex do you want to get, mate? I want, I want, I want, I want people to know the real shit because I want people to understand cool. what goes into it. Because there's not because we can all skirt around it on this podcast and say, "Hi, oh, yeah, I was the top franchise," and that all sounds good. But people need to understand on the back end what goes into that, what makes that work. And I want, and you're you're the guy to tell that tell that truth, man. Yeah, cool. So it, it's like, mate, everything: sales processes, systems, marketing. Um, I could. I just created this code for, for digital marketing um, to get leads in, so to get members in. And we had a bit of a system internally where the lead would come in, my business partner would then follow them up after three, four days after they trained. And we just had a really good system going. Um, we recruited amazingly, so we had the best staff. We oversupplied the gyms with staff because one of the big things is with F45, you can press play and just run a workout on the TVs and you don't even really need an instructor there. So really? we yeah, so we 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 kind of overstuff. We went the other way. Like we we tried to just be so hands-on and, and so I guess we had so many PTs working for us. Um it was crazy and, and I guess the biggest thing that we did was challenge the business model. So the business model was only set up for 27 to 36 people. We were running classes of 72 people with six trainers. So we we built we knocked down this wall that we had a gym we knocked down the wall doubled the capacity and ran like huge monster classes. Um, and obviously, obviously, you've st- at this point, you st- have you still got like a DJ in the corner or stuff yeah, like that going on? Yeah, and we had some of Melbourne's best DJs that would come in. 
they were all members. They'd all train. So just built this like amazing, massive community. At the end of the year, we'd throw these huge parties for all the members. Like we'd get eight, nine hundred people there. Like crazy man. Um, and it was all like community is probably the number one thing. You know, we'd 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 reinvest in like you know we give back to a lot of the sort of local initiatives. Um, towards like after like the whole first year and and all the PR that we got. We kind of focused more on the local area marketing and, and our influencers became like your hairdressers, your baristas, your local yeah, area yeah, yeah. heroes. The, pe- the, people, the people that are seeing yeah. lots of people and talking about your and talk, and, and are open to sharing things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like those kind of people. Yep. They're the, they're the influence. They're, they're like, well, I don't like the word influencer, but they are the modern day influencers that get overlooked, right? Because you think how many people, like if you're a, if you're a woman that owns a hair salon and you've got like six girls working for you and you're talking to like hundreds of people a day. Correct. On the ground, in the area that your physical business is. I mean, they're, they're, they're like gold dust, mate. Exactly, man. And that's, that's sort of, that's where we had, that's where we're heading now with my new business, but even back then, like we kind of stopped pushing the influencers quite early and started realizing how important local area marketing was. And particularly like a lot of influencers have reach in America and in Queensland and Sydney and, and it doesn't really particularly help a local gym. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of, yeah, we got really in depth there. Um, but yeah, mate, just just pushed and pushed and pushed and and when we started doing well and we started hitting some really good revenue targets instead of me pulling the money out and just buying a property um let's say you've got a spare 150 grand right in your back pocket yeah yeah. most people particularly my age would try and get an investment property but yeah because that's that's the australian dream in it right we'll talk about that yeah Yeah. carry on yeah but i just said all right i got this i want another one and then i want another one and then i want another one and i want to just keep reinvesting and like, man, we had, like, I remember I bought this one F45 for 90 grand. Um, it was a struggling F45. It had an operator who was not living in Melbourne. They were living in Sydney. So that's why it was struggling. That's why it was struggling. He wasn't hands on. So we bought it for 90K, which is an absolute steal. And 12 months later, I sold it for 430, right? Mm. And, that and, was, you'd, and, and, and you'd printed cash with it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's probably like a 600K turnaround, you know? Yeah. Because what you're doing here, and what I want people to understand whilst you're saying it, just in case you haven't clicked onto this, is you realise that F45 to you was a cash machine. So so if you've got 150 grand left over, why wouldn't you buy another cash machine? Yeah. And then when you got another hundred, why wouldn't you buy another one and compound that growth with with buying more cash machines? Basically, is what you're doing. Because you just printed money, right? It's a no brainer. Why would you buy a property? It's a no-brainer. Like, yeah. you, w- you wouldn't. Like, but, but logic tells people to buy properties when they've got cash. Well, it's safe. It's yeah. safe. And, and it's not like every F45 does well either. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, I guess there's a blueprint that I use now when I open studios, but a lot of people struggle. Like a lot, a lot have closed, you know. But you are a marketeer and every business, the most important thing is the fact that you're the marketeer of your business and not just like the practitioner and not just things because you just can't you can't just expect customers to come to you it's 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 no different to what i'm doing with content removal now i'm starting to show more of the processes online how we're removing content this that and the other people are loving that shit and yeah. as a result 
the numbers of people and numbers of inquiries go up everyone's interested because people are seeing things how to get removed they see the mechanics behind it how it looks same way as what you're doing with your businesses you need to be the marketeer of your business and that's your first and that's, that is your that is what you should do first and foremost like market your business that is that is your only game in town because that, that's where you get all the results and if you can't sell yourself and you can't sell your business like how how are you how else are you going you know going to succeed it's I don't know. I think people really undervalue brand and, and marketing as well. Like, particularly buying into a franchise, they think, oh, it's just going to happen as well. But yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. Got, you got you need to be able to market yourself as well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say sometimes. I'd say all the time. Like, yep. if I if I bought an F forty five, a strong, a fit stop, an anytime fitness, it doesn't matter what you've got in place as procedures internal in in house as as a that I get as a franchisee of you, of yours. I still have to put bums in my gym and the only way I do that is to do local marketing on Instagram to to do the kind of things that you're talking about to pull people in to get people into my world yep. because what's the difference between my anytime fitness or my F45 and, and mates down the road who's in the next suburb the only difference is my personality the spin I put on it the feeling I create in my gym the the the, 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 the you know the energy that I create in that space yep. that's what you got to deal with right and yep. that's what you've done that's why yours were the top ones because you created the energy in the to go along with the brand that was already pre-existing. Yeah, and and it has to come top down as well. Like your staff need to be able to kind of you know talk the same language that you do and and breathe the same air that you breathe as well. Um, I found that to be really really important when we scaled because like at one stage we had like I think like seventy trainers across. You know, had six F45s, a yoga studio, a retreats business, um, and they had to they had to talk the same way that, that we talked, you know, that I talked. And, yeah, it's really interesting. Recruitment's a, a yeah. Another, it's a minefield. Yeah. It's a minefield. Getting, yep. getting, getting the right – it's not about just getting people. It's about getting the right people on the bus at the right time that actually want to go. Like, there's a lot of people out there that, that – um, in, unless unless they're fully invested in what they're doing, they're no use to your business. Because you want you want them as an as as an employee or as someone who's involved with you to enjoy what they do as well. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? It's just like it's just a headache for everybody. Yeah. It, do you know what I mean? So it's like it's, I fully I fully resonate with that. I've I've dealt with that myself. It's it's it's, it's kind of like if they're not if they're not into it, they're better off off the train than on the train. Do you know yep. what I mean? Because there's someone else that would 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 be passionate about it. So. You obviously said there you you put a, you bolted another yoga. Why why did you go about bolting a yoga studio on, and why did you go about bolting a retreats business onto onto the F forty five? When the F forty when you could have just bought more F forty fives. Um, I got a bit bored. Like diversification is important, I think, as well. And I, I don't never want to be a one trick pony. Um, look, the yoga studio was a learning curve, probably a mistake. I found this like beautiful space that I wanted to put an F forty five, but it wasn't. It just wasn't the right sort of space, but it was just beautiful. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get it. And then I built a, a new brand and a yoga studio. But because I wasn't hands-on, it, it probably didn't go that well. I ended up selling it like two years later. Um, Did you get out of it a break-even or a profit? or No, I lost. You lost money? Yeah, lost money. from Not not huge amounts from the fit-out and everything. Probably lost, I don't know, it would have been under 100 grand. But um, that was a huge learning curve for me. Um just in terms of also systematically setting up things in terms of like membership models, um, pricing structures with memberships, um, and just understanding a whole new different space. Like yoga is very niche 
as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. You can't just fucking you can't just open up something and throw throw any old yoga teacher in. Like it's quite because um, people people have their have their have their way of. There's so many different types of yoga. You know, do you know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you all of them. You got big, like Bikram hot yoga. All these different types of yoga that that that, mm. that might suit. And even even so much to say is, if you're in a certain type of location, a certain type of yoga might go down well in that location, where a certain type of yoga might not. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you have to you have to know. There's so much to know with a yoga studio when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you decide to do that, man? Uh, I don't know, man. And like I, I didn't really do much yoga myself either, so it was just. I don't completely know. off brand. I think I was I was a bit cocky as well. Like I'd been going so well, and you know, um, but it's good. Like these things happen for a reason. Um, it certainly made me be a lot more like stringent in the way I set up businesses now, and where I put money and what I invest in. But yeah, but the, I mean the retreats thing that was a, that was a bit of a no brainer. Like if you've got a couple thousand members Australia wide, and they all love fitness and they all love going to the gym. It makes sense to bring them off site and, and, and upsell another service offering like a yeah, retreat. Yeah. So and you and and can you do when you when you're tied into a franchise like an F forty five, when you create that supplementary business on top, which you're talking about, which is the retreats business, are you allowed legally to be able to take them from, from one business into another or is that is there is there a grey area there? Um, it's probably a grey area, but I guess the way I always saw it was this is my database. I can do what I want with it. Yeah. Um, the whole the the best thing I think about being early days with their forty five was they kind of just like let you do your own thing, and it wasn't until like many years down the track the compliance stuff started. Right. So yeah. I just kind of was let to to run my own race, and and that's I just sort of embrace that. Yeah. But a lot of people get a bit lost with it. Um. But yeah, man, I, I think by the time it got to that stage, it was too late. Like Journey Retreats had built up a substantial brand and then a, an, I guess its own audience as well. So it was beyond my my own database then. So. And was it was it for you, was it something you just thought, okay, this is a little added value that I can bring and I can just market to my existing customers and my existing clients? Is that is that why you bolted it on initially or was it something that you were passionate about as a separate issue? Um, initially, yeah, because I, I love fitness and I loved what I was doing, um, and I thought this would be great for my members. But then, like, it got really competitive. Um, one of the probably the biggest competitor of ours in the um, retreat space. After the first one that I did, they started messaging all our retreat guests saying, "Come on our retreat!" Like, literally DMing them on Instagram. Yeah, and I was this is like four years ago, and I was like, "Fuck this!" I'm I'm going to take you guys on. And like within like two years, I think I'd taken most of the, the Bali sort of market um, and, and and taken more people to Bali than they had just purely because I was angry and ultra, and ultra competitive. <laughs> yeah. So you like, you it's, just, it's, you don't do it, that. It, 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 it isn't a good way of doing business and it does come back round on you. But in the, but in the same, you needed that. You yeah. needed that. As yep. a business owner, you needed that because that lit a torch under your ass to take it to the next level. Would you have taken it to the next level if you hadn't had that torch under your ass? You'd probably just coasted. Probably would have coasted, yeah. Because because don't forget at this point in time, you've got six cash machines running, F45s, and then you, this retreat business is just a little side project for you. Mm. So the reason you took it to that level was because someone put a torch under your ass. Yeah, fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you think about it like that, that's the way I see things, man. It's like everything for a reason, and that was a great yeah. reason for you. But um, 
so did you end up making an acquisition there and taking them over or, or was it or did you just uh, wipe them off no we're still very competitive are you still you yeah. still you still dueling now yeah so you've done that right you got you're getting a bit of money now right michael yeah mm. it's not like you're struggling for cash you like you're pretty set what whatever makes you sell six f45 studios when you've got them all printing cash like you had and then go and set up your own brand strong um to be honest man like i was i was kind of involved with a 45 head office and i'd give a lot of suggestions in where i thought the brand should go where the programming should go so the way the workout should be structured um how the campaign should look who our target audience is things we need to do with mobility, things we need to do with recovery, things we need, you know. Yeah. And it was just like it fell on deaf ears. Like I, I just felt like all these things that I had that I really needed to see as a brand weren't happening. So think about product or business life cycle, okay. Generally, we'll go like that. But if you innovate, you won't recess. You'll keep going. You keep innovating, you'll keep going. Keep innovating, you'll keep going. That's the rule of thumb. Yeah. And I just... I Especially in fitness. Particularly in fitness, yeah. And I just felt like the it, it just, not that they weren't innovating, but the things that I thought were important weren't happening. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I really like just want to do my own thing. And I kind of like, I, I was really quite complacent as well and I needed a little bit of pressure. But, yeah. So would you say then at this point, because this, this, this will be a good point for the audience to pick up on here, so as a franchisee of F45, even, even though you have six businesses, you're marketing them yourself highly successfully to mm. make them successful beyond the model that's there. Did you did you still feel like you had a job? Like in terms of like in terms of like because because you were controlled and constricted because of someone else's brand? To some extent, yeah. 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 And so I just want people to understand that then then that if you buy into a fr- uh, become a franchisee of someone else then mm. you, you can potentially end up if, if if the brand's not going where you want it to go you can end up restricted and constricted into what into what you don't want as well you know what I mean it's just something to consider if you're going to buy one that's right and that's why it's super important to to really look at I guess who the partner is or who the franchise is and make sure it resonates with you like if it's fit stop great if it's strong great if it's Yoga great. If it's Pilates, great. If it's whatever, but it needs to it needs to work for you. Um, just needs to just needs to align with the way that you want to. Same values. Same values. Yeah. Same type of training. Do you so, do you so, even even if it's like even if you're opening a skin clinics Australia, it's like which which one of my friends has that listens to this podcast, right? Yeah. It if she if she if she's aligned with it and she wants she she can open like five six seven eight nine ten of them because she's aligned with it but if if you if 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 you just open it as a complete cash play with no with no you just you're just thinking about money from day one yep you're probably with a franchise you're probably going to fall on your ass because if you look at most people whether it's a gym's franchise whether it's whatever franchise whatever niche you're in mm. if you're not truly into it if you're not truly in love with it if you're not truly on board with everything that they do not just half of it that generates revenue but the other half you don't like you kind of you kind of you kind of pissing in the wind i i found every time we've seen a, a really good say um, rise in revenue or, or we've done it really well financially we've um, we've stopped worrying about the the money and stopped trying to make money and we've just knuckled down on the things that make the business great and then in you know 
And once we've done that, it's been the reaction of that has been we've made money as opposed to, you know, just thinking about, oh, I need to do this to to make another 100 grand or 200 grand or 300 grand or whatever. It's always about let's run these classes better. Let's 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 treat our staff better. Let's let's be better for our members. Let's you know all, all these little things. Cleanliness is huge. Like yes, the number one the number yes. one reason females leave gyms in Australia is because they're dirty. Right? Yes. It's due to cleanliness. Like all these little 1%ers that you start doing result in making money as opposed to thinking I'm just going to buy this and make money. It's it, it's really interesting like it's, when it, it, when it, you forget it's, about it, it's, yeah. it's, it's the simple things. It's the simple things that make all the difference. In, mm. in it's like I was thinking about this the other day in regards to what I do. Right, obviously with the content removal business, it's simple as this. It's like there's 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 really nice people you can work for in the industry, and there's probably people that you don't want to work for. So I make an agreement in my mind that I only represent people and brands and stuff like that that I resonate with, that I like, and that I that I personally vibe with that have banter and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck whether you're offering me a hundred thousand dollar check if I don't like you or, or I think you're a multi-level marketing scheme that's talking bollocks because that it's just like pushing shit uphill yep. because it's not aligned with me as a person. So I think every, everything that you do in business should be, should be in full alignment with you as a person. And all of a sudden it starts to work so much better for you and you start pieces just start slotting in together. And I've got, I've got, I've, Every client that I have now is like a phenomenal client, whether she's a Hollywood actress that I like yep. or whether she's whether it's a fitness brand or whatever. It's like everything slots in because, because, they're, because they're the right people. But the ones that I turn down and the ones that I don't end up working with, they, they'd have been, if I just tried to push them in like a square peg in a round hole, yeah. they'd be the ones on the phone all the time complaining about something, being unhappy, making me unhappy for money. Is it worth it? Absolutely not. It's like when people come to try and try and get you to put ads on the podcast it's like mate this is my passion bro mm-hmm. like you know you're just gonna throw I'm not just gonna throw a fucking ad on here on something I don't use or that's not aligned with me as a person just for the sake of money mate what but are you if, talking about if you believe in it will you run an ad on this podcast if I believe if I believe in what 100% there's nothing wrong with running an ad on the podcast as long as it's something I physically use and I physically believe in yep. but I'm not willing to do it with something that I don't believe in because the reason I this is my passion this is my, this. I believe that I've got a purpose to do this this stuff, and obviously share stories like yours. Yeah. And the reason why people like you come on the podcast is because you know it's authentic and it's going to be authentic. It's, if if you start fucking whacking on, um, fucking ad for dog fucking biscuits or whatever, yeah, it's just crazy shit, and it like why, why would you do that? But so many people get caught up in that money play. You see it on Instagram. You're a marketer yourself. You see it on Instagram. How many? Let's just put it out there. How many men and women do you see representing sixteen different bikini brands or or or, or, or swim short brands, and it's not congruent, and the audience can mm. see it's not congruent, and then you have got an issue, right? Man, there's like there's probably half a dozen influencers I use now, and that's it. Like, yeah. I I think the whole space is is fucking terrible. Yeah, like it's just so you, you're right. There's no brand loyalty. Um, there's no authenticity. Um, and the best of the best are doing really well because they're authentic, but there's just like middle ground of Shit. thousands and thousands of influencers that are just crap and they're just pushing products and that's all it is. And it's just, and they're, tr- I think they're trying to be authentic, but they're still genuinely not authentic. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like genuine unauthenticity. Yeah. Like you, you, because if you, if you're wearing, if you're wearing, um, 
a Frankie's bikini on the Monday and then they're wearing your bikini on the fucking Friday, right? Mm. Yeah, you could like both. But if they're both paid posts, I'd hazard a guess that you prefer one over the other. Why wouldn't you go more in on the one that you love? Exactly. You know I mean? Or just or just showcase the one thing you love. It just doesn't make any sense because if I because if I'm a woman looking at that, mm. I'm thinking to myself as as a man, I'm looking at that. I'm like, well, I'm I don't know how the girls feel, but for me, I think that's a little bit weird. Like, mm. it just doesn't. It's not congruent with you as a. You don't know who you are, is what I'm saying, and then that's and then that's the problem because people can't bang when you don't know who you are. When you set your, when you put your flag out, people can either say to you, "Frankie, I like you," or "Frankie, you're a cunt." Excuse my language, yeah. But like, you, you but at least at least you're polarizing in one way or the other. You don't have to be. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you did as a brand. That's what that's what that's what you did as as a, as a franchise. And that's why when things weren't moving in the way that you did, you had to change the model because like mm. you. You needed that move, that 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 ability to be genuine, and that and it wasn't sitting well with you. And I think you see a lot of these influencers that are trying to be, trying to find who they are and trying to be authentic. I'll, I'll give you a, a really interesting example. Like two days ago or yesterday, maybe it was World Ocean Day, right? And you yeah. get all these girls posting shots in bikinis, going, you know, World Ocean Day, save save the save the sea, save the oceans, but them themselves will drink three. Um, bottled waters a day. They'll, they, you know, single-use plastics. They'll drink four cups of coffees, and and they won't, they won't use a keep cup. Like, you know, they're putting plastic out into the ocean. They're not, they're not thinking about it, and they're not really passionate about it. But they're trying to come across as authentic. Um, you just see that stuff all the time, and I, I don't know, man. It's you, you kind of just hope that they find what they're actually passionate about and what they give a fuck about. Like, I, I just think no one really, un, like, a lot of people are lost. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of these influencers are just lost and they're trying to push a narrative that doesn't actually work for them. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know. When I when I see a profile and it says that you do this and 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 I was mm. featured here, here and here and I'll do this, this, this and this and this. I'm like, okay, so who are you then? What do you do? Like yeah. what is your thing? If you look at my Instagram, my Instagram is me doing some boxing or training in the gym, podcast, content removal. Content removal is my business. Boxing is my passion. Mm. The podcast is my passion. It's pretty fucking simple what I do. That's mm. what I do. If you want to find me, you'll find me in one of those three locations. Mm. Simple as that. Like that's, that's what I do. Same with what you do. It's very clear mm. from the offset. You either like it or you don't like it. But that's just it. So it is. It's mm. cool. Like It's very clear. But And the reason I took... Prof- I t- I'll tell you exa- I'll give you an example. I'm a professional boxing trainer. I'm licensed. I was one of the youngest licensed in the UK, right? Unless you listen to the initial podcast, you wouldn't know that. I used to have it written in my bio. Mm. And then I looked at it one day and I thought, well, that's not congruent because I haven't trained a pro since like late 2019. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not being congruent. And this was like 2020, like l- late 2020. I thought, fuck, I have to remove that because it's not congruent with who I am. You know what I mean? And you're being true to your audience and the people who are who are you know consuming your stuff. And if you haven't trained someone since 2019, well, you yeah, can't be a, you, you, can't, can't, you can't you can't have it in your bio yep. because it's not because it's not the truth. Yep. Because the tr- the truth is, I'm not training pros right now. Yep. I, I actually did train with a pro the other day, a pro MMA fighter. Mm. But like, I'm not just going to put it back in for the day that I did it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, be, yeah. be be just just if you're listening to this right. 
and you kind of get in what, or, or you you kind of get in what me and Mark are saying here. All I'm saying is, have a look at what you're doing. This is a bit of self reflection. Have a look at what you're doing. Is it congruent with who you are? Mm-hmm. If it is, crack on. If it's not, change it. The reason I say change it is simply this: it's a benefit to yourself right now if you're honest with yourself and who you are. That's it. And I'll, I'll leave that with you for you to think about. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I, so, I also think that consumers and just the people, the general public, are now a lot more savvier and and understand and 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 do respect when you're being honest as well. Like I, I think the consumers smarter now as well. So, it, I, yeah, I think if you if you're going to use a platform to um to sell yourself or whatever it is, it does need there needs to be a huge aspect of honesty, but. Yeah, and yeah. and hundred hundred percent, and just and just people like, are smarter now. Yeah, the world the world the world has moved on, and I, and I'm yeah. ple- I'm pleased we got that piece in there. I didn't I wasn't expecting to drop this piece in there, but I'm pleased we 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 got it in there because it's so important, it's so relevant, and it's so relevant right this second, mm. right this second in the marketplace. It's saturated with shit, and that's why. When you when you do something and people can feel your passion in what you do and they and they know that you love it and they know you're doing it for the right reason, that's why you get more listeners. That's why you get more viewership. That's mm. why you get more feedback. It's all all the response to them seeing your authenticity in what you're doing, and that's that's all that all that life is. It's all that marketing is. It's just about creating a feeling in someone else that they know that you are truly about that. And if you can't tell that I'm truly about the podcast. You're smoking crack. Do you know, do you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, simple as that. Oh, man. Like, when I got out of the car before, you're like, man, I'm so excited. I'm so amped, you know? Yeah, man. And I'm not a person that is high energy. So, yeah. for me, that's, like, really cool to see because I wish I could wake up every day and just be like, yeah, I'm going to smash this day. I'm so excited. But that's just not me. It, you, takes, you, me, it takes me a little bit longer. You've seen me in the gym, right? You've yeah. seen me. You've seen how I approach training. I fucking love it, man. I yeah. fucking love it. You've seen the same. So, you, when I see you. You said that you said Michael rings me. He goes, "I'm downstairs." I'm like, "Sweet, cool." I come downstairs, yeah, and I'm like, "Fucking hyped!" I'm amped. I'm like, "This is going to be a sick podcast." <laughs> I can't wait to drop this. He's not even. He's not even. He's not even done like the full three point turn, reverse park to maneuver. And I'm like, literally, like, got my hands up in the air in the car park, going, "Come on!" Like, just <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, bro, I'm so tired today." Like, <laughs> and I'm jacking him up, mate. But this it's, is hype, did it? Like, what? Well, yeah. it's, it's Friday, mate. It's it's a fucking good podcast. And and we're dropping it's it. good energy, man. That's that's yeah. that's what everyone needs in their life as well, you know. Yeah, they they they, they do, mate. They do, yeah. and it just can't all be about. Look, the first bit was about straight business, putting things mm. together, and that and the other. This is a bit more about like uh, people's mindset and, and what they should look out for and how they should how they should be. And then and that, now really want to pivot back into like building strong. So you separate away from doing the F forty fives, all that stuff. You sell all that. You cash out. You get some good money. Did you take a little bit of time to think about what you wanted to do, or did you already have it set the day that you sold those F forty fives? I was about six months six months into strong before I sold F forty five. So I'd already yeah. I'd already gone to LA. I'd, I'd researched the machine that we use, um, and I was already building the brand before we sold. So um, yeah, man, I was right into it. Um, I'll explain a little bit about like what Strong is, how it works. Yeah, but, go for it, go for it. Um, basically, we own the, the rights to the Roformer, which is a, a Pilates reformer bed with a rower attached to it. So it's one big machine. Yeah. Um, before we started Strong, we, like I, I could see the growth of the Pilates market just 
and now it's you can see even more it, like it's it, massive. Look, right? look at you getting yeah, yeah. You're, 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 yeah. his face just lit up like a Cheshire cat when he yeah, said yeah. he saw he saw the growth. He's I a, love, typical, I love, he's a typical love, marketer. I love he's a typical right. marketer. I love being right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Well, go. Uh, do you know what the really cool thing is that with this um this concept when I went I went over to LA to check it out. It, it's and and that's where the machine originated. Yeah, I remember I was telling you that feeling that I got when I walked in. To the F forty five studio in Bondi. Yeah, probably, se- probably, pro- probably the same feeling as you walked in the gym and sh- saw me shadow boxing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not quite, but <laughs> go on. But yeah, I got that when I did the workout. I, I didn't get the same feeling walking in, going like this is this is the next big thing. But when I did the workout, I was like, that is one of the best physiological experiences I've had in terms of like. Um, the different energy systems and, and the way you would go from Pilates to rowing and your heart rate would stay elevated and you go back to Pilates and you burn this huge amount of calories but still get all the benefits of, of Pilates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd start doing all this research and the number one thing everyone said who was doing consistent reform of Pilates was I feel like I have to go for a run or I feel like I have to go for or do a hit class after my reformer class because they're just not getting that calorie burn. So this reformer is is a full solution, which is which is amazing. So I'm gonna have to try this, and I yeah, bro, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got one here in yeah, on the Goldie. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna get roped in. I'm, I'm, do, I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Let's be, do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Let's put myself right outside my comfort zone. I'm gonna turn up there in a leotard, mate. I'm gonna crack on, bro. It's tough, <laughs> but it's it's so we're so gender neutral. We we get so many dudes in there. Yeah, no, no, mate, mate, mate yeah. I've got, I got no problem with coming in there. Yeah. So, look, look, mate, I just want to try. I want to try and feel what you're talking about. Mm. But yeah, carry on. Um, and yeah, so we we negotiated the rights for Australia, New Zealand, Asia, and Canada. Um, and then I started building out the brand. Um, so I guess what was missing was those one percenters I was talking about. All the little key elements in the studio that that make people go, "Yeah, I want to sign up." So like. I've gone as far as we, we play a lot of Jay Z. Okay, so on the on the Pilates side we play R and B. On the rowing side yeah. we play Deep House. Okay? Yeah, so we yeah. play a lot of Sparks here. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. on the Pilates side we play, we play a lot of Jay Z, and Jay Z loves cognac. So the scent of the studio I put cognac in there, as well as um, things like. Um, Oh. You've, got, you've got you've actually got a cognac scent, or you've actually just put cognac. It, it's in a there. it's a part. There's four there's four things that make up the strong scent, and cognac is is one of them. But it's a secret recipe, right? That's right. But um, like remember, I talked about the cleanliness in studios. Yeah, one of the ingredients in there almost smells like, and you wouldn't even know that it's this, but it smells like a chlorine, um, and it just makes the studio smell really fresh. And then you've got like tones that uplift you as well. Like there's all, a, a fair bit went into it. So. You've got like the scent of the studio. You've got every locker has a phone charger, you know. Yeah, Just, mad. And then when you walk into the studio, there's a sign that says "Burn now, brag later," and we say that because we want people to burn now. We want them to train on the machine and brag about it later. So we want them to leave their phones in the in the lockers and be present, and be present, and yeah. brag about it later. So there's all these little things that we thought about that were like this is what's what's falling down in the fitness industry. You know, you see people carrying their phones around in classes and, and not being present and, and not getting a good workout. And, yeah, we just sort of picked it all apart. Yeah. Created mate, strong. Mate, I, I love the fact that you've gone to the effort of actually making 
<laughs> physical like perfume for the gym. Like, yeah, right. I'd have just got some Glen Twenty in there and just fucking sprayed it about with a little bit of like Dior sprayed across the top. It's it's amazing actually, like how much scent can do for you. Particularly, like I'll walk into the studio, and as soon as it hits you, you get this nice feeling of it's go time. Yeah, and because like. The workouts, it's a massive endorphin workout. Like at the end, you just feel fucking awesome. And like, so when you, whenever you smell that scent, it reminds you of how good you feel. And yeah, there's a bit to it, man. And it, and it, and I suppose it reminds you of the, of the good workout you had the day before, right? Yep. So it's like, it kind of like takes you back to like, if you've performed well the day before, once you get into a bit of a routine of performing well, it takes you, it take subconsciously, it's taking you back to, oh, I've just had a sh- shit day at work, but I get a walk in here and I feel like I felt at f- 5 p.m. yesterday, yep. which was fucking good. You yep. know what I mean? And I'm back there now. You know what I'm saying? Let's exactly go. Exactly right. And it's like when you walk into the casino and it smells the same, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah but that yeah. just reminds you that you lost money. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you now, mate. Honestly, casinos. <laughs> Other other places that we won't mention on the podcast, yeah, like you can lose a lot of money in these joints uh, if you're not careful. Uh, <laughs> you, but you can lose a lot of money in Australia, wherever there's beautiful women. I I kind of feel, but uh, that's another story. Is that why you're living here? Yeah, mate. Honestly, that no, mate. I'm I'm completely uh, single and free and not, um, mate. I'm just. Mate, I'm just doing me, mate, and uh, it's 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 working. Like it's just just vibing, mate. It's just vibing. It just yep. keeps keeps things simple, mate. Like like you said before, at the start uh, earlier on in the podcast. It's like when you are a younger man who can be driven, who can, and this is a younger man or younger woman, but well, like when you're fully focused on what you're working towards, mm. you probably have to be a little bit selfish in terms of like what you want, and like you have to recognize whether things are good or bad energy for you. And I go a lot off energy these days. I think this is a good point to talk about in the podcast before we pivot on to the next bit I want to talk to you about. But like, it's very important and something I want to share with you guys that I've kind of learned. You, hopefully you resonate, Michael. It's like, I've noticed a lot a, a lot lately, especially lately, that you have to pay fucking attention to how peop- certain people in your life, um, how they leave you feeling. Like in terms of like, are you left better after they've been in your presence or are you left feeling tired or feeling like fucking you know, that was straining or, mm. you know what I mean? Just Just be really self-identifying with that. And that is something I've learned recently. It's like if if you're constantly if you, if you're constantly turned up to a situation, bringing the best energy, and then for whatever reason, when you leave that person's presence, you feel a little bit like "fuck me, that was hard." Like yeah. that affects every other area of your life. That affects me booking podcast guests. That affects you doing marketing. That affects you doing you doing everything else. So, like, the the question, I'm, the reason why I shared that, and the question I want to go on to you is obviously mm. like you've got a partner. How how much has you how, how much has she been a uh, a supporting mechanism in what you've done and added to what you've done as a businessman? Yeah, definitely. So she's she's probably seen majority of this strong journey, which has been like a very stressful. You know, scaling scaling the way we have. We've we've gone from I think we, we've got three studios now. We've sold thirty five, and we've got like nine opening in September. Shit, and to get to this point has been a lot of stress, right? And a lot of, I guess, selfishness as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's been she's been incredible, man. And sometimes she knows just 
to leave me alone and, and, and just let me do my thing. And But she's still really, really supportive and she doesn't get hung up on the fact when maybe I'm not spending enough time with her or, or whatever else. But she's still like, she looks after me, man. And like, it's it's weird. I've never thought that I would be the kind of guy that needs a woman to look after me, you know, or, or a woman to... But it's nice, isn't it? It's nice but, at the same time. It's but nice. she does it and it's not like I asked for it, but she does it unconditionally because she loves me. Um but yeah, she's been amazing, bro. She's she's a good support, but she's fun as well. Like, you know, she's a good. When when you're in work mode and, and you're going and you're going and you're going and you've got all your notifications on your phone and you're on your laptop and and then you know like you're in the zone. It's hard to get out as well yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So it's good when she brings me out and I'm just ah, and you, it's like this breath of fresh air and then I'm I'm back back being me again do you know what i mean with the dating and the business side of things right with like having a partner in a business Mm. at the kind of level that you're going into and the level you've been at do you find that you have to like schedule in like uh, like like date nights and all that kind of stuff to make sure that shit happens because obviously you've got another person to think about as well like Mm. if you're on for six days do you you give it a seventh day or or how how do you work it in to make sure that because it because you see so many relationships flourish at high level through mm. business, but you see so many fail. And I just kind of want to like, you're doing it real successfully. And like, it's, I think it's useful. For, I want to know it. I, I want to know mm. the answer. So maybe the audience wants to know the answer. Like, it's like, do you to, know what I mean? to be honest, man, we don't overthink it. Like we just, we just flow with it. We just flow with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no set times. There's no nothing. We just sort of flow with it. And um, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good, mate. Like yeah. I, you can tell, you can tell she's supportive too. I love that because no, I mean, if there's a if we have to roll out a new um, a new campaign or something, right? And and it's going to take me four solid days of just getting it done. Well, then we're yeah. not going to be going out for dinners and shit like that. Like I'm going to be coming home from work, opening up my laptop again, and sitting there till midnight just getting shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. she understands that. So we just flow with whatever the situation is, and then. Sometimes, and the great thing is about working for yourself is sometimes you can get like one one week, two weeks where it's like, hey, I'm just going to fucking take some time time off. Time my, off yeah. my staff is smashing it. Things are set up. We're three months ahead here. I'm just going to chill a little bit. I still work, but I'm just, I'm just going to chill out and we might get two awesome weeks. We'll just go away for the weekend or whatever. And it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you just got to flow with the situation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's, a, it's something I want to understand myself is like how do you find that person that is that is your team you know because with with everything that i'm personally doing like it's a bit it can be a bit it can be a bit like selfish you know you mm. if you want to if you if you're a man who's sitting there thinking to yourself right i don't just want to be a podcaster i want to be like fucking one of the best that's ever lived mate like mm. why would you why would that not be my target yeah if that's your target it's like well fuck me what have you what's gotta if that's your target and that's your goal what have you got to um, allow to not be in your life for that to happen do you know what I mean and, and kind of as a ma- people the reason I say this on here is because like one a lot of men are going to resonate with it and two a lot of women might potentially think that like, the man's being selfish or this that and the other it's not it's not that at all it's the fact that like I th- you've got to live your purpose haven't you and if, you, mm. if you're kind of not living your purpose you know you're, gonna, you're no good to a woman anyway if you're not on purpose as a man that's mm. what I've found I don't know like what you think about it but I think I think the I think the relationship that you've got I can clearly see it allows you to be on purpose and then as a result of that that's why everything's going fucking sweet as a nut like yep. and it just it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Well, it, I I just think it comes down to happiness as well. If you're doing what you're meant to be doing and you've got purpose behind what you're doing, you're going to be happier. You're going to be resonating 
better. You're going to be, sorry, vibrating better energy. You're just going to be happy. More, yeah, you know. attracting more to you. And, yeah, mate, I think it just comes down to that. Um, but, you know, in, in the same breath, there's times when I'm, I've got a little bit of downtime and she's she's busy as well and it, it's 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 a two-way street as yeah, well, man. Like, yeah, it's not just... Yeah, she's like... Mate, I'm yeah. too busy for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she's got her own business. She's um she sells sort of beauty products, and you know she's been working on that pretty hard. And um, yeah, man, there's it, it's not like you know sometimes we we just don't get don't get that that time, but it is what it is. Um, no, it's it's, it's nice. I've, that's yeah. why I went to ask you about it because I thought of how nice it was. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it's it's good to see that in business because I think people overcomplicate it, but. It's it's nice to see how simple that is to you. It's like there's no structure. But it's just we just we just both vibe and we know what each other's got to do and we both respect each other's things and we just you're both on purpose in your own on your own planes, your own things that you're doing. So it does. So this 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 needle in the middle doesn't need to happen. Mm. That's it, it's that resonates with me a lot. It resonates with me. You got to find that. That's what you've got to find. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're looking for it, that's what you got to find. You got to real realize that. That's, that's put a lot in perspective for me. But like, give, give me um in regards to these studios and everything like that. So you've now sold was it thirty five, thirty six locations? Yeah, thirty five locations. We um, geez, some days we'll get like. 30, 40, 50 inquiries for yeah, locations. This is, yeah, so, 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 so now I want to know how you, how you, because obviously probably you sign off on the locations. I want to know how you, how you get the right locations and how many locations you actually want to have in Australia. So we work with the franchisee to, to get the locations. So they, they actually, we empower them to, to jump on realestate.com to, contact all the real estate agents to make sure they're looking everywhere and then they'll they'll come to us with potential sites. Yeah. Um, we'll get an architect to look at it because these things are fucking 4.1 metres in length. They're huge. So they're not just going to fit anywhere. Yeah. So there's a bit that goes into the site and everything like that. But um, we try and empower them to, to, to look at the site and even the location, like, man, you, you'll get – there's so many popular locations. Like Gold Coast for us has been the most popular Basically, all of Gold Coast is sold out with Strong. So, how many will be here eventually? There will be eight. Eight, yeah, yeah. So the, that's like literally like every suburb's going to have one. Basically, Cool and Gatta all the way up to sort of Hope Island. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. That's yeah. good. Um, but it still gives people enough space to have like you know eighty, sixty to eighty thousand people in their footfall. That's right, and and this is the thing that we didn't really like with not just F forty five, but a lot of other franchises as well was. There's one every fucking sometimes two kilometers, three kilometers, and it's for, too much for us. We need minimum like forty thousand, fifty thousand people. Um, otherwise, you see this cannibalization of of, of mem- members, members from one club to another. Yeah. yeah, and they jump around, they try and get the better deals, and then the, the studio owners just hate each other and they go at each other. And you know, we're trying to build a family here. We're trying to build a network of of amazing entrepreneurs, and you can't when when people are fighting over territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what do you, do you, how many like s- square miles territories are these in, in, in on the Gold Coast? Um, they're roughly sort of 40 to 50,000 per so so they'll they'll go over a couple of suburbs generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah to, um, to just 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 to exactly make sure that, that that you're not you know, if you're training at Hope Island, you're not going to be training at surfers potentially. Like, do you know no. what I mean? Like Well, it's it's a 30, 40 minute drive you know, yeah. to there. So, um, 
yeah, look, mate, it's it's something that we've been very like conscious of. Um, but yeah, everyone needs to work together. That, that's yeah, the main thing. No, yeah. no, and I, I feel that. So once you've rolled out, and once these are all like, so for over the next course of the year, you're gonna fully open like thirty five, forty. Um, probably towards, I guess, middle of next year. Hopefully, we'll have all of them open. Um, but we've we've just onboarded nine new franchisees where they've come in. They've done the onboarding, so we've taken them for a three-day process where they learn all the operations, all the marketing, um, recruitment, fit-out, um, even all the systems we use. They go through all of that, and then they're ready to basically start their fit-out, start their pre-sale, and then open. So we've got nine now that we've done. Um, there's there's another lot looking for sites. So, so if, 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 if someone's on there listening to this podcast thinking, do you know what, I'd... I'd actually be wanting to start a strong, or they're looking into mm. starting a strong franchise right right now. What what locations in Australia have you got open? We've got now just two in Melbourne, one one on the Gold Coast. No, no. What I mean is in terms of like oh, know, what's what, available. What, what's available? Yeah. Oh man, all of basically Sydney, aside from Cronulla, is open, ready to go. Perth is 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 pretty much all all there, ready to go. Adelaide, sort of South Australia, is basically selling out now. Yeah, um, yeah. What we find is every time we open a studio, more um, want to open. They, they all just, it all just, it's like what happened here on the Gold Coast. We opened Hope Island. I see the whole Gold Coast sold out. Our next studio is Adelaide in Henley Beach. And I love Henley. Yeah, and and when when we announced that, um, I think we had probably twenty, like twenty locations trying to be reserved. Like just in after Adelaide. that in Adelaide, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Henley's like, probably your primo location there as well. Yeah, it's a good first one, man. Yeah, Hen- um, I love Henley. But yeah, I mean, there's still quite a bit of Melbourne, um, Brisbane. We've got um, this is another cool one. Like West End will open, and then like from that, we've just by um, just by announcing that in a few like you know ADMs and and posts. Yeah. Um, we're getting heaps of Brisbane inquiries. Like it's this, I think it's this FOMO thing, and and I think what F forty five did really well for us, and Fitstop have done really well for us, and Body Fit in in Melbourne, so we've done really well. They've grown this market of fitness entrepreneurs, and people don't want to miss out on what's next. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. so when they, you when when you have what they term as the hot thing, which is probably at the moment what strong really has in the marketplace, like people want to be involved. Mm. And and where where we've got a, a nice sort of I guess niche is we're not fighting for that hit space like there's we're not fighting for that F forty five member or that fit yeah, member yeah, or that yeah. we've got something very very unique where we've got Pilates with with conditioning and so we're getting people who are CrossFitters and we're getting people who've been doing like mm. so you're becoming their, you're becoming their like second training facility is essentially what no you're doing? well we're we're actually getting them on as our primary members now. Yeah. Like people leaving their, their studios and coming and just doing strong, which really? is amazing. And and the way that I'm programming everything and we've got this team of probably six, maybe five or six um, coaches. There's one's a strength and conditioning coach, one's a Pilates expert, um, one's a Legree Pilates expert, one's a, um, a rowing performance coach. And we're trying to create all the elements at strong. So you will do like, you know, we will work on progressive overload where we'll lift really, really heavy and we'll break and then we'll lift again because we want mu- muscle adaptation. We want people to actually, we want girls to grow a booty. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah, Pilates yeah, yeah. traditionally has been always, oh, you can get a booty by doing Pilates. But when you think about 
the science behind it, if you're working aerobically and you're not resting, it's harder for you to achieve those results. And yeah, particularly yeah, if you're yeah. not getting enough um, load. Um, working yeah, so you've got to make sure the weight's right. Yeah, yeah, And so there's like... We're trying to um, we're trying to do a little bit of um, a little bit of everything, but still maintain our core competency of Pilates. Um, but yeah, man, that's why we're seeing people just leaving their gyms and coming and signing up as as their main studio is strong. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's all body all the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do do upper body, lower body splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we do really work on sort of a seven day program but yeah, yeah 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 and how and i presume you need like any form of fitness you you need rest and obviously recovery days and all that kind of yep. stuff and you know i mean you need to be eating the right amount of nutrition for it to be able to deal with the workouts that you're doing the one gripe i had with f45 as a guy looking from the outside is their nutritional program that they put with their members was that i saw was like one and a half thousand calories mm. And for the amount of abuse that you put through your body in 45 minutes, that's why people were breaking all the time. And that's yeah. why the brand kind of in certain environments got a bit of a bad name. It wasn't that the workout of the program was wrong. It's just that what, you, what you've got to be able to eat and consume mm. and the rest that you have to have to be able to do that amount of work in a workout is pretty fucking important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, p- particularly with high-intensity training. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you do need to fuel yourself. And I, I've been guilty of it when I've been trying to strip body fat and I don't eat enough and then all of a sudden I'm getting injured and yeah. I'm lethargic and I, I just I, – I can't get through a fucking session. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you got you got to – you got to eat, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, and, and sleep's so important yep. and, and all this kind of stuff that gets missed out. I mean, so many people can improve their health just by um, just by looking at their sleep and making sure that they're eating right yep. without even ever taking a drug, without a pre-workout, without any other bullshit. It's just like literally like address your sleep, address your, your diet, and then and then see how you feel. I'll, I'll, I'll give you – these are my four that I think – and this is in order of importance. Yeah, go for it. Number one, sleep. Always, yep. seven to nine hours. 100%. Okay. Number two, hydration. Okay? Yeah. So one liter for every 25 kilos of body weight that you are. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. An extra liter if you train with intensity and an extra liter on top of that if you're in a in a humid climate or, you know, if you're in a quite a hot sort of situation. Climate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, number three uh, is nutrition. Yeah. And number four is movement. Yeah, so yeah. I would say that's in order of importance for health. And then, like, now kind of we're looking, particularly when we run retreats, we're looking more holistically again and, and things like mobility is, is massive now as well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. It's, 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 for, 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 even for me, right, I was lifting a lot more weights, trying to, get, trying to get bigger and this, that, never trying to grow and all this stuff, and I was like... But I, lo- I love moving, man. Mm. Like, you got to... You, 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 I love the the art of boxing and the movement, right? So mm. I'm never going to be the fucking world gym guy. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like because if I if I if I go and eat and all that and get to that size, which I, I could grow a lot bigger, but if I go and grow my body to that size, then I haven't got the mobility and the movement that I, that, that I have. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like w- you have to find where you are as a human and where you want to be as a, as a person in terms of like what you want to what you want to achieve and live there. So like for me, it's just like, okay, I want to, I want a ripped physique and I want to be able to move boxing 
my my boxing stuff to be my movement kind of stuff and I want to stretch and like that's me you know yeah. and you kind of I have to identify that don't you and be honest with yourself you don't have to go and achieve the same physique as everyone else just because you've seen them on Instagram do you that's right and it's hard and, and like if people want to do bodybuilding or whatever like that's that's great as well like There's nothing wrong with it nothing no. wrong with it but um yeah i guess it's 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 up to you and, and that also takes sacrifice you know yeah um and I, I think you know at the end of the day if you're if you're sleeping well and 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 you're eating well and you're training and you're mentally feeling good like what what more do you need unless you're trying to compete in some sort of you know yeah. some sort of competition yeah. or trying to you know or you or you want to look a certain way I, I i don't know man i think yeah i think the world needs to stop and everyone needs to get off for a second and have a little have a little yeah. look and say do you know what like i was saying like way back in this podcast is like is this actually me or am i doing this because i because i'm being kind of pushed into it or i'm kind of trying to fit in because mm. I, I i i look at i I look at my life a lot back going backwards and think to myself, okay, are you, are you living true to authentically in terms of like what you want to do? And that's why I brought a lot more boxing back into me training because it's like, well, if I'm not doing that, that's not really authentic because mm. I love it. <laughs> so it's like, why wouldn't you do something you love more? You know what I mean? Like add, 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 this is, this is a good point for everybody. It's like, have a look at your day, day to day stuff that you're doing, right? And add, Take out one, just to start, try this this week. Take out one thing of every day that you don't like and add, add in something you're truly passionate about. Not necessarily for money. For me, for me, it's boxing training. For you, it might be, I don't know, you might fucking like doing makeup. For lads, it might be, oh, you want to f- do something else, whatever it might be. Add it in. See how, see how your next week goes. I guarantee you're going to feel a lot better. I've just, I've literally been, I've spent the last three weeks doing that. I took out a weight session. I put in a boxing session. Guess you feel what? Better now? Fucking right, I do. Yeah, because it's because it's like I'm like what I'm lifting all these weights. I'm getting bigger, but but I just I, but but it's like when I throw my jab, my jab's slower. Yeah, when I do this, uh, you know, two two and a half weeks later, I'm, I can already feel like I've, I've 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 added speed to every element of my movement. And, and, and mate, when the music starts playing and I start moving, it's like, and when you feel it and vibe it, it's like that's that how I leave the gym and my mindset and the work that I achieve after doing it because of the, because I've added in what I actually fucking love it it takes you to a whole different level yep which 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 is going to take me on to this point right what do you think are the key things for people to get right in terms of their mindset to be able to go and achieve things in business and the gym and everything that you're doing because obviously you've you've achieved a lot in a short space of time but you mentioned obviously for a lot of years there you were just just fucking turning the gears flipping the gears flipping the gears flipping the gears but there was not a lot of progress but then all of a sudden something fucking changed so what was the what was the mindset shift for you that allowed you to change it yeah i I think it i mean there's two things and and you hear this a lot it's you know follow your passion but it's finding something that you know you're so that doesn't feel like work and something that that is that you know makes you get out of bed without without you feeling like oh fuck another day you know yeah um the biggest thing that's really helped me over the last sort of six seven years is why not me like that 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 notion or that thinking of why can't i be the expert like you see how quickly social media is moving and how quickly 
even people who started um, so-called being so-called experts a year or two ago are now the leaders and how quickly society is moving. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I've always now got this mindset, why can't I, why can't I open 100 studios? Why, why can't I be the one? Like when you look at it now, there's probably 20 companies in Australia doing it or, or that have successfully franchised in the fitness space. Maybe six of them are doing it correctly. Why can't I be one of those six? Why can't I be better than those six? And the whole, the whole notion of... And why does that have to stop at Australia? Well, it doesn't and, yeah. it, and it won't. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, just I, I think giving yourself the... Um, Permission. The permission, permission and, and backing yourself to go, yeah, well, I'm capable. And if this person can do it, I can definitely do it. Like it, it's, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have really compare yourself, but um, I, I think it's there to be taken. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, th- I think, I think, I think the world is is a, is abundant. Like in terms of what you can do, it's just can you can you visualize yourself doing it? Mm. And not only can you visualize yourself doing it, but but sit there, sit there and think about okay, when I have done it, how do I want to feel that I've done it? Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's important. Because yep. because so many people I find, and myself included, I'm I'm as guilty as anyone as this, right? I've and I, I've talked I've talked about this before, but I'll mention it again in here because I think it's really, really, really pivotally pivotal of pivotal importance to the people that listen to this, right? And you'll probably resonate with this. Mm. I spent fucking ten, like over ten, twelve years, more, more of my life on this boxing training thing, get into the level where I could work a world title fight corner. And I walk into the ring with Gary Cochran against Jeff Horn, WBO world title, announced by fucking Michael Buffer, 11,000 fans in the, in the stadium at Brisbane, on four, five, three channels in America, two channels in the UK, one channel in Australia, main event, all that shit, right? I'm stood there in the middle of the ring, he's announcing it, he's calling it out, Boom, right? This is the big moment. This is the pivotal fucking moment. You're stood there in this boxing ring. This is your fucking dream. It fucking wasn't. It wasn't my dream. Mm. I, I looked out. I looked out of the crowd as a boxing trainer. I've achieved world title. World title. And do you know what? Did you know the real key reason why I got to that level was because I felt like I had something to fucking prove. So I put my ladder against this wall, went out there, Fucking battle, 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 battle. Got there, got there, got there, got there, got there. And when I got there, it was the most emptiest fucking experience mm. of my life. Because I th- because then I felt guilty that I didn't appreciate the amount of work that I put in to get to the point where I was stood there looking out at this fucking, looking out at this stadium thinking, fucking hell, there's 11,000 people here. They've, they've announced my name as, as, a, as a trainer with Frank Greaves and that in the corner. They've been, all this stuff's happening. But it just, it just, there was nothing there, bro. There was fucking nothing there. It was just emptiness. So, my key thing here is um, what I was saying to you is like so many people go out there with their ladder pitched against the wrong fucking wall and they're mm. climbing it every fucking day and even when they get to the top they'll feel like shit so yep. what's the, so so you just you can identify that now you, because when i look back i fucking knew mate yeah it was just it was just an ego ego play where i was just trying to pr- i was just trying to prove something prove myself for no fucking reason you got to know your why don't you yeah like, 100% it's really interesting that, like, with that um, story that you just said, like, I had a similar. I remember when I sold two, my two big studios, and I, I did really well financially. Um, and I remember when it all went through, I'm like waiting for something 
like waiting for this feeling of gratification or waiting for something. And this, it was the same fucking day as it was yesterday. Like nothing had changed and nothing was like, wow, I've done it. I've climbed this big mountain. I've just, I've just, you know, I've just cashed in and, and, and I can now, you know, reinvest in what I want or what it wasn't like that. It was just like, Oh fuck. Now what do I do? Well, I knew I had to do strong, but it wasn't, it, it just, there wasn't that feeling of that, what that euphoric fear, feeling. But I remember when when we won the first time we won Best Studio in the World and I was up there at the Ivy in Sydney in front of probably a thousand people accepting the award and, and talking about how we did it. For me, I was I felt so happy and I, I usually like I when I when I go out I like to party, I like to drink and everything. For the rest of the night I barely drank because I didn't have to. I was so happy and euphoric and, and I think it was a gratification of of achieving an award and achieving a result and that's what that was my why as opposed yeah, to yeah. the financial aspect of it all. Yeah. So I think now for me to um where I want to be with strong is is not so much about oh selling the business for, you know, thirty, fifty, a hundred million dollars down the track. It's not about that. It's actually the achievement of Evoking yeah, the studios yeah, yeah. and having, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's but I can't. I kind of feel, Michael. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, the, here's how I feel about about this. Now, having been through that and learned it at a high level myself, it's like I'm like it's it's simply this, right? There's I I put this pedestal and and you put this pedestal of getting to selling these franchises, and I put the pedestal of this this boxing representing the world title level. Yeah. And if you put something on a pedestal and you and when you get there it it feels like you've done nothing mm. because to 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 me where you should put the where you should put your attention on is the journey yeah the absolute journey of like and and what i've tried what i did i i i i kind of sounds weird i went to meditate about this cuz i thought fuck me how can you be so ungrateful about about doing this you know what i mean mm. you're one of the youngest in the world to do it I went and meditated about it and I thought to myself, I thought of all the things, all the trials and tribulations I had to go along that journey mm. to get to the point where I was at that point. And there was more, there was so much more growth and so much more understanding, so much more, so many more life lessons in that mm. for me as a human being than there was in the pinnacle point. So what I would say is this for anyone that's out there that's struggling with this is simply this, right? There, they shouldn't obviously have goals that have end destinations, but, un, but 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 don't treat them as end destinations. Like when Strong gets to a hundred franchises, that's not that's not the stop goal. The next goal would be like a oh, two hundred or three hundred and fifty or something else. Mm. But but kind of just just have your goal should be the journey that you go on. But the, but when you get to the points in that journey, that's just a that's just a stop point. You you celebrate your success and then you move on. Like my goal. With with being a boxing trainer at the time should should have been to be in the sport for forty years to to do this to do this to do this to rep. Do you know what I mean? My my goal should have been way longer, but it wasn't, and mm. that's why it didn't. That's why I came. That's why I got out of it because my goal was for one pinnacle event to prove people that didn't even matter, didn't have no that 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 didn't even know I was proving it to them wrong. And it was just completely fucking pointless, predicated on the fact of how I'd structured it. I'd structured myself to fail because even when I won, I failed because I felt empty. Mm. And I set I set myself up 
for that. And a lot of people are going through life setting themselves up for that. They're setting themselves up to feel empty when they've achieved everything that they thought they wanted. And I guess you you need a learning curve like that, like what you went through to understand that and realise that. 100%. And sometimes people will probably just have to go through it themselves to realise, hey, that wasn't actually the goal and fuck, I should have just been in the in the moment and loving what I was doing. Yeah, 100%. True. 100%. Yeah. So, so with this podcast, right, with the goal, my goal for the podcast is, my goal is to just do another awesome podcast next week. Yep. It's not to get to 100. It's not to get to 150. The mm. goal is not to get to 1,000 episodes. The goal is not to be, to compare myself to Joe Rogan. My goal is not to compare myself to old mate that has the mentor, right? It's yep. not about that because... I'm I'm Frankie. They're 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 them. We're not on a com- we're not on a competing tour. We're just doing our own thing. But like, you can't have your goal. I did have a goal to to. I saw that saw the guy that um what's his name Mark Boris that as the mentor. I thought fuck, I'm going to smash his podcast. I listened to him. I can beat him. Yeah. But that's like that's that's animalistic mentality. It's like what the fuck are you, t- t- mate? That's not the goal, man. Yeah. That's yeah. not the goal. That can't be the goal because that's not. There's no. There's no. You get there and say you say you win. What's it? What is it? A dick screen competition then? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be like that, does it? But we're all, but we we all go through life, whether we're male or female, and we put ourselves in these fucking egotistical dick screen competitions with other people that don't matter a fuck. Mm. And all the juice, the only juice, the only juice of being on this fucking planet is in the journey from destination to destination to destination to destination. There is no fucking juice in act when you actually get to the destination because you realise there's no more fucking learning because you're already at the fucking place, aren't you? Mm. And I think what you said before, you do, you do you have to celebrate it though. Celebrate but, it, but move on. But celebrate it, but 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 don't live there. Yeah, you, you need to celebrate your wins, and that's something that that I learn as well. Like every time we we open a new studio or something like that, it was like next day back to work. But really, like as we got further down the journey, it was like actually we need to stop and pat ourselves on the back and go, yeah. good job. Let's go out for a, let's take the whole team out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Celebrate, celebrate the fifty-fifth one, yeah. right? Celebrate the seventy-fifth one. Yeah, but but ultimately, it's not about having seventy-five. It's like, well, okay, if we've done seventy-five, could we do a thousand and five? Yeah, could we? Could we do? Could we do fucking three thousand globally? Yeah. Well, while you're dining out and celebrating seventy-five, mm. you've just missed the opportunity on doing three more. Like it's like it's like it's people that that's not the goal. That that's 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 what my point. The whole point is like people get caught up on things that aren't even important, and we all get caught up in this competitive nature. And I'm as guilty as this than anybody. So I'm telling you all right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling everyone that listens to this. I'm as guilty as anybody at having that competitive, egotistical look at things. I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to do that. I'll fucking do that. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all about. The juice is in the journey. Enjoy the fucking journey. No matter what you're building, just build it and enjoy it. Like you say, take a time out, clap, pat yourself on the back, crack on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just it's just so much better. It's so much, it's so much more freeing for you as a, for your mindset. Yeah, and and you'll enjoy every day a little bit more as well. I think. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and I love the fact of you you breaking it down the way that you've broke it down in terms of like we've we've strong on that because like it, it's you you've got a, you've got a play that doesn't involve you've not set people say in business that you should plan your exit from day one 
I kind of, I kind of agree. You got agree in certain respects that you, that you can plan your exit from day one. But if you're going to plan your exit from day one, plan plan what you're doing the day after you've exited as well. Mm. Don't just plan your exit because otherwise, then you've just planned an end goal, haven't you? Yeah. And you, you're kind of leaving yourself leaving yourself double fucked because I guarantee you, when you exit for five hundred million, and then the next day or the week after, if you've partied for a few weeks, it's like, oh, okay, now now what do I do? Then? Mm. You could have planned that, and it could all be part of the part of the journey. Journeys don't always work out how you plan them, do they, Michael? But like, at least at least have a little go. At least have a little go at seeing it for a bit more than what it is. That's right, and I, I think with strong, particularly, it's not. I don't have an end figure of studios or anything like that. But it's more like I think if we can have all thirty-five of these studios being highly successful and running well with great communities, that is more gratifying than having a hundred where they're struggling and, and they're, you know, there's a shit vibe or it's get it's getting a bad reputation or whatever. Like it's just, I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm pretty excited though. Mate, I think, I yeah. think, I think you want to win on with it. Yeah. What's before, before we um, obviously depart the podcast and all that stuff, just break mm. me down for like someone who's looking, is it, is there a set, a set financial structure that it costs to open a strong right or yeah it's about so it's 50 grand for a, a territory yeah um and then to open a studio it's probably going to cost maybe another 250 on top of that in terms yeah, of yeah, equipment yeah. fit out um the equipment can be financed so you know you, you probably need about 100 to 150 in the bank account yeah and then you would finance sort of the equipment and that sort of thing but yeah mate it's um we're getting all sorts of people coming on board. You know, we're getting um, people who are quitting their jobs that that want to be the you know yeah. be in charge of their own destiny. Um, we're getting people relocating from Melbourne and Sydney, coming up to the Gold Coast, buying studios. Just I don't blame them to be nah, honest, just uh, mate. Uh, down there. <laughs> mate, I don't. Uh, and 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 that's another quick thing I want to say to you is like, did 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 did, did the lockdowns in Melbourne like really affect you? Because I know that you you came to the Gold Coast a lot earlier in your journey, yeah, because of the of Melbourne and how like Dan Andrews was trying to literally like dry hump everybody, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. gonna have to get him on. I'm gonna have to get Dan Andrews on this podcast to talk about this, the how he handled that situation. Oh uh, man, like, if you can get him on, you'll be you'll be the first. Um, no, I, I I literally jumped in a car, drove eighteen hours, and and beat the border, um, the border closure here. Yeah, just because we need to keep moving forward with our business. Like we were going to onboard four franchisees in Melbourne, but we ended up doing it here in Hope Island last weekend. Um, but don't worry, man. I've had a COVID test and everything like, yeah, like mate, that. Mate, 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 yeah, mate, oh, um, I, I know, mate. If I'm going to get COVID <laughs> off anyone, I'd rather it be you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Last year, like I think Melbourne was in lockdown for like five months. Um, and after sort of four months, I ended up jumping on a plane, went to Darwin. I quarantined in Darwin and then flew and moved to the Gold Coast. So I was living in Gold Coast again around this sort of time of the year Yeah. and opened up the, the Hope Island studio here just because we couldn't, I couldn't sit there and just not do anything. Yeah. Like, bro, it's, it's, it's hard. And Soul destroying to see that in a country like this. I mean, for, for the small amount of cases that they talk about, for, for what they're doing to for what they're willing to do to an economy mm. to to it just baffles me it baffles me and right right now like i've got in melbourne i've got friends opening up their nightclubs like literally tonight yeah and none of the gyms can open i've got mates that will go to strip clubs tonight 
but can't train in the gym. And it's just the whole mentality behind it. Um, Do you want to name your mates that are going to the strip club tonight so, they, <laughs> so their missus can rein them in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. But, um, it's a good example, though. Like, you know. Bro, yeah. it's just, it just shows you how, how backwards it is and, mm. and how and, – and gyms don't have a – like, we have a few organisations. Mm. I was part of a lobby group last year that, that lobbied the government and we tried to get gyms open. And if we hadn't have done that, we probably wouldn't have opened when we did. Um, but you look at the money behind, like, all the restaurants and, like, it's mm. called the Hoteliers yeah. Association – millions and millions of dollars and the fitness industry although we service like a million people a day in melbourne um it's still not the size of of say uh, you know the restaurants and the cafes and yeah, the bars yeah, and yeah, yeah. and it's all politics and that's all breaks my heart like it's just all it is is fucking politics it's not about the science it's not about you know why can you go to a strip club and not go to the gym? It, mate, know, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense. And like the whole thing to me, the whole thing to me mm. um, hasn't made any sense because essentially, what a coronavirus is, in essence, is a common cold. Like when you when you actually look at the statistics of it, um, and when you actually break it down. And yes, I understand there are people that 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 will die of it. But there are also people that die of the common cold too if their immune system's fucked. Mm. Um, and that is just, without being mean about it, it's like, it's it, it's it's a natural thing that happens in the world to control populations mm. of, 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 a global, of a global thing. I understand there's a pandemic, but it's like, there's, mo- there's more people, I solemnly believe, that I've got mental health issues now, financial issues, and are going to die from those things, and the drug abuse, and the and the abuse that, you know, um, abusive partners at home locked in a room, all this stuff. There's going to be more people that die from that than there'll ever be that die from COVID-19. Yep. And this is not scientific advice, it's just my personal opinion. Absolutely. Um, like, the amount of... Mate, the, the amount of depression and anxiety and everything in, in those I remember last year those four to five months in Melbourne was it was crazy and and there's there's people who mentally probably won't recover from this for 10 years um, financially won't be recovering for this for 10 years yeah and even if they don't die um, it's it's the it's the it's a miserable mental state that they're in now because mm, of not mm. being able to work not being able to be amongst their peers and their community and not being and, yeah. and being basically held captive in their houses. It's just, I don't know, it's a pretty sad thing and some would say that it was completely necessary. Others would say there were better ways of doing it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I, I think it's 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 just, it's not right. We, we, that, that's my opinion. We, li- we live, right. in, the, we live yeah. in one of the most beautiful countries in the world. It's abund- life's abundant here. It's fantastic. We, like I love this country. This country's this country's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, I wouldn't personally want to live anywhere else. And we live in and you know in the Gold Coast we have we live in one of the best states, one of the best places in the best state in the world. Um, but I do feel so bad for other people in Australia that have gone through the kind of shit that has been going on here. Like it's just, mm. it's not right on any level. I think the world, the world, the, the people in Australia can see it. And the fact that you have to get a permit now to leave the country, 
However, no matter what passport you hold, you have to get a permanent p- permit and permission to be able to get a flight to get out of the country. Is, is again something I don't think is very, uh, very, very good when you think about it. No, really. but I but, guess the, the only thing that you can kind of look at and have a little bit of. I wouldn't say understanding, but it, it, it gives you comfort to know this is happening everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. I know there's areas of Europe you can now kind of travel and yeah. whatever, but for the most part, like everyone's going through it as yeah, well. Every, uh, yeah, like, 100%. like Canada's Canada's been in and out of lockdown, Singapore's about to come out of lockdown. It's like we've, we're it, very it's we're very lucky here. Gold Coast is just amazing, lucky, bro. Lucky place. Lucky man. I mean most of Australia's pretty lucky. Um, Gold Coast, it's like nothing's happened the whole way through. Yeah, you know? bro, it's, and, God, it's but, God's country. It's, it's but, amazing. But, but I just I just look, I mean, I don't watch the news or nothing, but when I just look outside and hear what people are saying on yeah. social media and stuff, I'm like, fuck, that's a struggle. And I've had actually people re- that listen to the podcast in Melbourne reach out to me and reach out to me on social media saying, mm. like, you know, it, this, thanks for doing this because, like, it keeps us sane and stuff. I'm like, fuck it, hell, like, this makes that... This, so it's amazing that a piece of like a piece of like content or art like a podcast can can give someone a little bit of hope somewhere else you know what i mean it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy what you can do but you don't realize it it's just just mad but um but yeah that's that's not the uh i don't want to end the podcast like that the way i want to end the podcast is simply this mate thank you so much for your time for coming on here but like if there was if you took it all away from you right now and you could uh, like you're leaving you're leaving the planet you're leaving the world there's nothing there's nothing you can give them in terms of like physical but if you could just give like people one piece of advice that lives on as you and you, like f- your best piece of advice what would it be it would just be back yourself just back yourself and go hard um people sit around thinking oh should i should i start this business should i should i start this podcast should i you know, should I buy this house? Should I approach that person? Um, it wasn't until like I just was like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm quitting my job and I'm going hard." Um, that's when the magic started to happen. So I think, yeah, it's just back yourself and and go hard. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up back to where you were before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and 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 sometimes just go. I, I love that because like. Even even if you do end up back where you before, at least you had a go, and you, you won't, won't die, ever, die you, wondering. Yeah, you, you won't die. You won't die wondering about why. You know whether you should have done that, whether that was the right thing for mm. you, or, or anything else. You just you just like if you're gonna if you guys we're on we we don't know whether we we'll get reincarnated or nothing like that. But like let's let's let's, let's just take it on the <laughs> now fact we're that going we, deep. Let, hey. Yeah, but let's let, let's just let's just let's just take it on the fact that um we we we're probably on the planet once as as this as this as as in this state. As as who you are right now, just have a fucking go, will you? Just have a go. Take this as your permission today to have a go with what you want to do in life. Actually, have a go. Whether you're in a job and you don't like it, whether you're doing a business that you don't fucking like, you know, whether you want to go talk to that woman, whether you're going to want to talk to that man, whether whatever you want, whatever you whatever's for you, whatever you knows for you, but you won't execute on it. Do me a fucking favor. Go and execute something towards that today, and. uh and then thank me later for it, all right? But if you've, that's Michael Ramsey. Obviously, if you've enjoyed this podcast today, let Michael know in the DMs. Let me know in the DMs. If you can do us a solid thing and leave a review on Apple, I would appreciate it. If you can leave me a comment on the YouTube, if you can leave me a comment on Instagram, if you can share the content, I would appreciate it. We put our heart and souls into this. Um, Michael, again, like thank you so much for mate for taking your time out to spend with this bald fella. He appreciates it, <laughs> Thanks, mate, mate. Mate, honestly, 
that hair, bro. Some serious techers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, thank you so much, mate. Thank you, bro. And guys, stay tuned. There's some big things coming. Much love. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast. 